You're listening to the Ascension Roundtable Podcast, your go-to podcast for Catholic ministry shop talk. The Easter Vigil Mass is a powerful and exciting time, but sometimes we can forget that RCIA doesn't end when the Easter Vigil closes. It continues with a special time called Mystagogy, where the newly initiated are brought deeper into the sacramental life. So how do we make that time of Mystagogy effective? How do we live it as it's supposed to be lived. That's what this podcast is about. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you guys with us today. It's a special day for me. Um, We're going to talk about RCIA and I'm a product of RCIA, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about that. My name's Alan. I'm joined in the studio today, the brand new Ascension studio, by the way. You might hear some construction in the background because it's still being uh, constructed. So please, please ignore that, the man behind the hammer. But uh, I'm joined with, uh, via Skype with Tom and Colin, my, my friends, my, my coworkers, my buddies, my posse, my squad, my cohorts, my... Feel free to stop me at any time, guys. I'm just running out no, of no, terms. Keep, keep going. <laughs> my bromancers. My bro. <laughs> my dude bros. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk to you guys about uh, about RCIA. So we've been getting some feedback from our listeners, and we couldn't be happier. So thank you to uh, everybody who's writing in with the kind words. Um, we're glad that something edifying is coming out of this. And uh, a quick shout out to Brian in Massachusetts, who had a uh, some wicked awesome. Uh, that's a terrible Boston accent. Some uh, wicked awesome uh, comments and questions for us. We're actually planning a show right now, Brian, around some of the questions you're in about. So uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, today we're going to talk about RCIA and the importance of it. Um, I myself, like I said, went through RCIA when I was in college. Uh, I think if you listen to the first podcast we did, I kind of told my my story of um, the two guys in my fraternity that were, were Christian and Catholic and living their faith and going through a tough time in my life, and they reached out to me and, and um, brought me to Mass and got me involved in a Bible study and so on and so forth. And I wanted to you know join the join the club and learn the secret handshake and and uh, the secret knock and. And so I went through RCIA, and lo and behold, I thought it was going to be like a quick uh, week-long, you know, initiation week, much like the fraternity. And little did I know, it was about eight months long that they told me I had to come to uh, the church and learn mm-hmm. about stuff. And I was like, "What? I got, I got things to do, man. I got a life. I can't come every week for this." And uh, but it was great. Uh, I was lucky enough to go through a very good uh, RCIA program down in Florida, and. Was already pretty sold in the church before then, but coming through RCIA and learning the history of the church and the rituals and everything was just—I mean, I was just blown away. And every week, I just fell, you know, more in love with um, with the church. I was already in love with Jesus and uh, fell more in love with the church um, every week. So it was—it was really good um, for me. So I'm excited to uh, give some, let you guys give some tips out there for people doing RCIA. So. Before we start, um, I know both of y'all have quite a bit of experience with it. So, Colin, what um, what can you share with our listeners on this topic? Well, when I saw the the word mystagogy on our episode title, I uh, was very excited because in the 1990s, I was in a band called Mystagogy. It was a punk rock band. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, the 
the experience I've had has been mainly mainly in working with with youth, with some young people who come into the church as teens, um, and then also working closely with the RCA program in my parish, um, kind of kind of right next door. When we meet on Wednesdays for youth ministry, RCA is next door, so we've done a lot of a lot of collaboration. Um, that's a lot of my experience. And also, um, this word mystagogy has been very much in my mind in terms of confirmation preparation as well, um, that I think we need to, to think the same way about teens who complete the initiation process um, as we do about those who go through RCIA. And I've witnessed in my own parish um, our program doing a great job, that the week after Easter, the RCIA program is still meeting and they're undergoing that process and the accompaniment continues. And sometimes my teens will ask me, well, what are they doing over there? And I'll say, they're, they're doing mystagogy. And they think, are they selling essential oils? What is it? What's <laughs> mystagogy? Um, but I'll say, no, they're, they're continuing this process. They're, they're talking, they're looking with their new eyes at the world. Um, now that they have experienced baptism, now that the power of confirmation is unleashed. And that's really inspired me to, to do similar things with, with our teens, um, that after confirmation, we want to make sure that, that there is ongoing formation, ongoing accompaniment, that it's not an end, it's, it's a beginning, um, that you've entered into the, the full um, power of the church. And now we want to walk with you um, as you receive that sacrament and undertake your mission. So yeah, that's that's kind of me in a nutshell. How about you, Tom? So my background is yeah, I, like I have actually run um, RCIA, uh, RCIC, uh, and RCIT um, at the parish level, uh, which has just been very fascinating. Each one, you know, again, catechizing and evangelizing each one of those different audiences is unique in a unique way. So that's been kind of fun. I've so that that's been part of my whole background and I'm really excited to talk about uh, as well the uh, this concept of of mystagogy I, I even if we ever never went through RCIA all of us I think we've all uh, been through a mystagogy experience right or we should have I mean if we are for disciples of Christ that somebody you know maybe not in the formal sense but somebody discipled us and took us through this mystery and and we are living it still in, in one sense. So that's kind of cool, and I, I look forward to us unpacking that today. Really, the, the concept of 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 mystagogy in particular, since that's where we are in in the liturgical season right now. Tom, can you just say the word again? It's it's one of my my favorite sounds in the English language. Is you saying the word mystagogy? I just feel my soul is soothed when you say. It. Go ahead, say it again. <laughs> you know, mystagogy. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I just want to go on the record and say that my wife wears Mystagogy number seven. It's her favorite <laughs> perfume. <laughs> um, it is a great word. However, it's a it's word a... that is very misunderstood by a lot of people. You know, coming into the church myself, we had these words like neophyte and Mystagogy. And, and I was just like, what is that? What does that mean? And so for all of our listeners out there who maybe are, are, are new to the Catholic faith or maybe aren't Catholic and are listening and Tom, could you give us a quick, um, like, mystagogy 101, um, and also what the, what does the word neophyte even mean? And then also, what is mystagogy 101? These really do sound like bands, don't they? Or a song, <laughs> mystagogy. It's funny. I want to hear this sort of car song or something. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, at any rate, yeah, I mean, really, when you think of the word mystagogy, and we all go, we all really should continually be going through a mystagogical experience 
as, a, as our Christian walk. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that word, mystagogical. There's a, there's a, a new one for you. But um, I know the, Mrs. Gogical. <laughs> Mrs. Goji? Yeah. Is that a, a Pokemon go-go. character? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So the... Uh, <laughs> The Greek word agogos, if you've ever heard of that, yeah, there's a good word for you as well, actually means leader, right? So when you put the two words together, mystagogy, we're talking about leading somebody in the mystery. And you, you hear words like pedagogy. We talk about pedagogy, pedo meaning child. So you're leading children, right? You're teaching, you know, instructing someone. Uh, sin, even the word synagogue means sin meaning s-y-n with so or together so you're you're together leading people together in community right that, that's what happens in the synagogue so mystery is actually leading people in the mystery and so what mystery are we really talking about the sacramental mystery the sacramental economy in other words through rcia up to this whole point we've been it's been this sort of this engagement process preparing people, helping them to understand this incredible mystery that they're going to begin to participate in. And so now we're actually leading them in and through the mystery. So now's the the immersion experience. I love going on mission trips. I always talk about, hey, this is going to be an incredible immersion experience when we go to Nicaragua. You know, and, and the kids just get thrust into this missionary experience, this immersion. Well, now they are in the immersion experience, right? The immersion process of the mystery of Christ, uh, in particular, the sacraments. So uh, just to step back real quick to kind of give people kind of an analogy, like I always think of RCIA sort of as a sort of like the 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 engagement process to getting married. If if the inquiry stage at the beginning of the RCIA process is more like the kind of the um, uh, the dating, you know, you're, you're kind of checking things out for a little while, right? Uh, and, and, you know, so that's what inquires. Hey, I'd like to maybe date. You go on a couple of dates. Well, once you hand, enter into the, uh, this, the, 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 the right of, of, of welcoming, now they're kind of, you'd say, okay, now we're dating. And that's when people start asking the real questions, want to get to know you, want to get to know the, the, who, who the church is. When you get closer to Easter, prior to Lent, you have the right of sending and election, right? And, you actually, your name is put into the book of the elect that's put before the bishop, right? And the bishop sees this and approves it. It's a beautiful process of RCIA. I'm sure everybody, our listeners probably know all this, but I always think of that as like the engagement moment. Like, okay, now I'm really serious. I, I, I'm engaged to you. So in a sense that they're engaged to the church, to Christ in the church. And it's like those last days. So now we're engaged. Now we're really serious. I can still pull out, but now I'm I'm really getting serious about this. To when Easter comes, that's the betrothal. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the that's the wedding feast, right? If if Easter is the wedding feast, then what on earth is the mystagogy? Well, that's the honeymoon. <laughs> in in one, <laughs> one respect, now they are living in the sacraments. It's the full immersion of of this betrothal. This this I'm using spiritual language to talk in, in talking about marriage, but now now they are in this marital banquet with Christ, if that makes sense. So um, neophyte, then, in this understanding, mystagogy, is neo, meaning new, fight, from the Greek word plant. So they are new plants. Cool. Hmm. We're talking about them as being newly planted in the church. And what does a new plant need? It needs a lot of care, 
a lot of, uh, you know, water. I, my, my boys yesterday, they were running around the yard being goofball boys, and one of them threw a, a, a soccer ball at the other one and knocked one of my beautiful flower plants that I just had planted over. And all these newly uh, planted flowers went <laughs> all, right over, you know, into the flower garden. And uh, so I had to pick up the pot, and I'm, you know, they're looking at the concern in my face, but I'm trying to put these plants back into the pot and, and resoil them. And they're like, sorry, Dad. And I'm like, you don't understand. These are my babies. <laughs> well, apply that. These are neophytes. These are newly, in a sense, planted Christians living the sacramental life. Um, so in one sense, we, we now are no longer focusing on instruction per se, even though there is certainly continued instruction in, in, during the mystagogical stage. Now it's it's living, it's emphasizing the, the living, the sacramental economy, living in what, what I mean, the, by what I mean by the sacramental economy is, is understanding this whole management of the, of the sacraments that Christ has given to us to live in. And so you're actually participating in all of this and, and taking from each one of these sacraments in order to live and pray and move and understand, um, God and the faith more. Uh, so, um, I think one of the dangers, and I think we're going to talk about this next, this might be a might be a segue for us, is now they've been newly planted, and how exciting that is. But they're going to meet people who are lukewarm. They're going to meet people who throw soccer balls and knock them over. <laughs> they're going to fall into a uh, meet people who are apathetic, tired soldiers. I remember this scene from um, Band of Brothers. These new uh, mm. These new recruits who come in, and they're 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 getting ready to go right into the front lines, and these guys are ready to kick some booty, and they are so green, and they don't know what what's coming, and they see these trucks coming back from the front lines, of these soldiers that are wounded and just fatigued, mentally distraught, emotionally distraught, and they, like wow, in some respects, our neophytes are going to begin to experience some of that. So part of mystagogy is. Allowing them to live this honeymoon phase. We, we celebrate the joys, the, the community. A lot, I think there's a lot of opportunities to build great community, great joy, great family. And yet also prepare them as the honeymoon phase ends and they start getting involved in various apostolates and various ministries. Reality begins to set in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave it at that. that. Maybe that's some fodder for us to unpack as we go forward. Thank you uh, for that, Tom. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about three practical things for our listeners to consider. So so stay tuned. Uh, Don't go away. We'll be right back. It's hard to live out your Catholic faith on your own. In fact, the Bible reveals that we need a community of people to help us on our journey of faith. If you're interested in finding that community by joining or starting a small group study, Visit ascensionpress.com and sign up for a free Ascension account. With your account, you'll get all the tools you need to start walking with others towards Christ. And welcome back. We want to give you three practical things to consider, but before we do, we want to recognize that not everybody out there is running RCIA the same. Um, however, there we feel there are three common denominators that will apply to any RCIA program. So um, on the practical side of things, these are three things, no matter what program you're running or how you're running, we think apply to all of them. So 
Um, Colin, you want to uh, lead us off here? Sure. Yeah, I think number one is to consider that not all neophytes are spiritually, emotionally, psychologically in the same place, that everyone is coming from a, a different walk. And so your approach needs to be personalistic. You need to know who's coming out of your RCIA program or into this next phase of your RCIA program and tailor to their needs. So to make a little bit of an analogy here, let's let's talk about fire. We'll say that the uh, sacraments they've been touched with are are the flame of the Holy Spirit. And some are going to burn very brightly immediately after. So they come out of the, the water at the vigil. The, the oil is fresh on their foreheads. They've received Holy Communion, and they are in fuego. And that is, that's great. Um, but just like that teen that gets off a bus from a great conference, there's almost a potential for a little bit of a retreat high. You want to make sure that the flame of the Holy Spirit burns and burns steadily and brightly. So the mentoring they're going to need is um, is mentoring for— for, for the flame to to not just be a, a spark that burns out. You want to make sure that their habits are solid, that they're continuing to receive the Eucharist weekly, or if they're really in fuego, if they're doing so daily, um, that their habits are, are sustainable habits for their family. I've also seen where uh, a neophyte will be so on fire after uh, having received the sacraments that they are a little imprudent in terms of the way that they talk to others or the way that they engage the world. Um, maybe to, to, to be a mentor toward, toward real balance um, in the way that they engage their, their colleagues, their friends, their family, um, so that they can be um, missionary disciples in the world. So that, that's not something that happens overnight. And um, maybe I'm a little bit of a broken record, but I'm always talking about crockpots versus microwaves in a microwave world. And I think you want to ensure that there's a bit of slow cooking. So that that's one kind of uh, neophyte. Now, to make the fire analogy again, there are others um, who have been exposed to that flame, but maybe uh, maybe the wood is, is still a little damp, and so the flame hasn't really caught on. Um, there are some who go through RCIA for, for various reasons. Maybe it's something that their whole family is doing, or maybe it's related to wanting to be married. Um, all of those are, are good um, are goods that, that God is going to use, but in terms of them really entering into the sacramental economy, you're going to have to maybe dry out the wood a little bit afterwards um, to ensure that that flame really catches on. So the, the, the similarity, of course, is that you just want to make sure that they continue to do the, the basic things that are necessary for a spiritual life, that they are receiving communion, that they are making uh, regular visits to the sacrament of reconciliation, that they have a prayer life, and also that they have an ear um, that they can can really lean on, that they are really listened to in terms of their um, in terms of their issues. Or if they start to disappear, um, maybe after they receive the sacrament, they stop coming to the meetings. Just like they've received it, they view it as a graduation, and so they want to disappear. I know that happens in RCIA programs too. So you just want to make sure you're bringing them back. What what can you do there? Well, you don't you don't want to be creepy. You don't want to start throwing rocks in their window in the middle of the night and being like, "Hey, it's me from RCIA. Jesus loves you." Um, but you you do want to continue to invite. So it may be um, it may be a phone call. It may be a text. It may be um, to have your eyes peeled when you see them in the community. But just to to really continue to be that welcoming beckon um, back into the life of the church. And I, I think a lot of that, of course, depends on what's happened on the front end. That. I've seen happen in, in my parish specifically those who go through this RCA process they become a community of disciples 
And so not only is it the team that's that's being that source of welcoming back, it's the other neophytes who who now have this common bond of being of going through this this deeper process with them. So I think that's not a bad idea too, just like in teen ministry where I would sometimes lean on those teens who are already engaged to uh, to be to be a peer witness to to those who are are struggling. Um, I would say we want the same thing to happen in in RCIA that our our mystagogues um, would reach out to one another and we can we can mentor that. Yeah, absolutely. You kind of hit one and two, actually, the um, the idea of accompaniment. Um, I just want to jump off of that and just to kind of affirm what you said about we got to walk with them. You know, like we can't just leave them hanging after after the experience. Um, like you were saying, we don't not to the point where we're throwing rocks through a window, um, but but truly just walk with them through this experience and accompany them and, and give them some accountability. I heard the story the other day of this youth minister who was talking about uh, he met a teen who was in a gang. And he uh, you know, shared the gospel with him, and and after a little bit of time, this guy kind of left. He didn't kind of he did leave the gang, and was just all in with the church. You know, he was just all in. And then he had an experience that I think is similar to a lot of us. He um, he dropped off and kind of stopped going to church altogether. And the youth minister bumped into him, um, you know, about a year later, and and invited him to you know go get a hamburger or something. So they went and got a got some food and we're talking and he said, you know, what happened? And his experience, I think, is what happens with, to a lot of people in our CIA is they, and for me too, like reading the lives of the saints, you know, and, and you read the lives of the early church and how these communities where they were all, um, you know, really loving each other in a very dynamic way. And then you go into the church and you see these people and, and they're just like, they barely shake your hand when you're when you're doing the sign of the peace or you walk in and they just heads down, grab their bulletin, get to their pew and sit down and head down and get up, head down, march back out of the church. And so there's no sense of, of community. And so the, what this teen said was, you know, he had, when I got into, when I was jumped into the gang, I knew that these guys had my back. Like I knew that they were that they were for me and and um, 100% that if something happened they would they were going to get my back. And I kind of expected the same thing to happen when I came to the church and he said that just didn't happen. And um and I was like, man, it almost brought a tear in my eye. I started just thinking how sad that is that that's what it should be. You know, that's what we're coming to the church like we should people should come in and have that this feeling like these guys have got my back. Like I, I trust them. I trust these people around me. And, and, um, this is my, this is my family, not in a, in, in a broad sense, but also in a very personal way that these guys are here for me. These guys have my back. And, um, so for our neophytes coming in, like we need to, to, to um, provide that for them. And, um, and it's gotta be done on a personal level. We can create events and we can create the, the broad sense of community with the Catholic family, but it's gotta be done on a personal level, um, as well. Tom, what you got to say? Well, you both have just hit some really, really good points. My mind is racing uh, about this idea of accompaniment. Um, and I, I have a few practical things I want to share about that, but I think I'll wait. Um, I think the th- point number three is we, based upon what Colin and Alan have said, we, we really do need to take them into a deeper journey into the sacraments. If mystagogy is this seven-week experience, and deliberately, think about it. Seven weeks is how many days? 49 leading up to what? Pentecost, right? Hmm. So all of Med- um, Mr. Goji is 49 days to prepare them to receive the Holy Spirit. To In another, I mean, it's just a whole other wonderful outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So this is an accompany, 
um, experience. This isn't, as Colin was saying, this is, Easter is not graduation. Easter is the continuation of this journey, is this marriage. If you're, if now you're married to Christ in the church, well, now you're going through this honeymoon phase, and it's it's just continuing. So we need to continue this accompaniment with them. And so, what does mystagogy mean? It means helping them to live this experience, because now the sacraments are the food for the journey, right? It's it's taking this food um, uh, so that they can continue on. One of the um, analogies that I like to think of, and every analogy falls short, but let's just use a football analogy. Now they're no longer on the sidelines. Now they're in the game. If if the plays are like the, the faith, you learn what the faith is and you read what we're going to run, right? Uh, so that's great. And the huddle is sort of like prayer, right? It's the community coming together and you get that support. Uh, Running the actual play is morality. That, that's like that's like the you know the, the third pillar of the of the catechism. You have faith, faith you know is the creed. Hope is prayer. Love is living the faith. Well, then how does the sacraments fit all in? I mean, the sacraments is the entire arena in which we're we're playing this game, right? And the sacraments are also uh, it's it's the protein drink. It's the Gatorade. Mm. It's it's all the carbs that you had to help you to really do it all, right? Uh, so, so now they they need to continue to feed themselves, to nurture themselves in this game that that we're we're, we're talking about. So, um, uh, if you think about it, just just the whole four pillars of the faith, which makes sense, you know, when we talk about the pillars of the catechism, the creed, sacraments, prayer, um, and morality. Well, the sacraments are really the the food for the journey. So, um, what I would say this: what we need to do in light of with this. 49 days is taking them deeper into the mystery. If RCIA did its job, they were introducing these neophytes now to um, a variety of ministries in the parish um, or apostolates that the, that all of them can get involved in. So I would say now you're, you're continuing that introduction, introducing them to the number of things that are available. For example, uh, when I was doing RCIT, I mean, we take the kids to the soup kitchen during mystagogy for sure. Now we're, we're getting to live this. We would take the kids to the adoration chapel, right? Uh, one of the important things that I would do is bringing in like those people in the parish who really are good at community building. Like they're part of my apost, they're, they're entire part of my entire RCIA team, uh, but they know that they they kick in after after Easter, like they're not even part of, of the whole process because now these people need to see new faces coming into the picture, right? And these people are going to get them plugged into something after RCIA. Does this make sense? Like I have my mm -hmm. team that's really helping me through RCIA, but I have new faces, a new freshness that their job was, was to come in and meet the teens after the fact. And, and so there's something new and fresh. So now they're plugging them into small communities they're plugging them into the nights. You know, they've got men's studies, all that. And these are people who really, you know, I mean, uh, the, call them the salespersons, uh, call them whatever you want to. But these are people who are really charismatic in some respect and just love on people. Because we see after so often, even after the mystagogy experience, yeah, these people, these neophytes fall off the face of the earth, many of them, because they're not connected it's what you were saying. They're not. They don't feel like someone's got their back covered, and so um, many times those who are walking the process through 
RCIA with them. Yeah, they'll, they'll stay with them, but sometimes maybe they're, they're people that just love the RCIA process and they're already thinking through, okay, we got another crop coming in. That's why many parishes do not allow people to help with RCIA except on an every other year process. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an advocate of that in some respects because they're saying what we want you to do is we want you to accompany these people through RCIA and the following year. So I don't want you to help me, you know, except on an every other year uh, basis, which I, it's kind of an interesting strategy, yeah, right? I like that. Yeah, because you're, you're not done with, with the yeah. first, after the exactly. end of the first year, you're still very much involved in the team from the first year. Right, so, right. Mm. So, and so the, the, these are all just different approaches, right? But one of the things that I would do is I would bring in new blood, new fe- fresh faces during the, the mystagogy phase so that these um, neophytes are really seeing these new people who are vibrant and alive. And their job is to connect them in the parish in some way, not only in a spiritual way, but in a very, in an apostolic way and in a communal way. You know, so that they hopefully have someone to sit with at mass. That's one of the big things. They come back to mass, and now that community that they built, they're scattered. Uh, one of the best things we could do is is try to maybe build a small community from the people who are uh, during that mystagogical phase to make sure that they they really have that sense of community. And so, we just planted a new community. Take all these neophytes and get them to start, um, you know, breaking bread together. Uh, you know, and so that they've got a sense of family. So it is, it's, it's taking them deeper into the sacraments, every one of them, and, but it's accompanying them in the sacraments, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's good stuff, man. That is really good stuff. So, so to, just to wrap up, so one, recognize that all neophytes are not created equal, <laughs> that they come from different places and um, they have specific needs and we got to recognize where each of them are. Um, second point would be to, to accompany them and, and walk with them. Um, and then the third would be to take them deeper, especially into um, the sacraments. You know, for myself coming into the church, that's how I felt. I, I felt I loved your analogy to the sports um, games because Catholicism is not a spectator sport. You know, it's like you got to play, you got to participate. And that's how I felt coming through RCIA. I was like, put me in, coach. I'm ready. I'm ready to play, you know. And if it wasn't for a couple of guys that, um, you know, through divine providence, I um, kind of met through serving at a youth ministry. And then um, we ended up moving in a house together and, and um, just had like, you know, rules for the household. And we were holding each other accountable to a, a certain lifestyle. And we would go to confession together and, and those those kinds of things. And, um, so, yeah, I just want to say thanks to, to Mike and Keith for that um, part of my, my life. I needed it, and it kept me um, on the right path and, and kept me wanting to go deeper in my faith. And then, and then God puts guys like you in my life. I moved to Philadelphia, and he drops guys like you right in my lap. And uh, I thank him daily for, for that because um, you guys are um, just an integral part of my, uh, my spiritual growth and my walk with the Lord and trying to grow in holiness so so thank you guys for um just your friendship and your uh <laughs> brotherhood and possehood and squadhood and all those things we open the show with um so yeah so thank you guys for that i um it's uh doesn't go unnoticed mr bros mr bros <laughs> mr brogy Mr. Brogy. <laughs> that's i like that's, it we may have to uh coin that one yeah, oh, that's good stuff. Mm. All right. Well, please write in. We love hearing from you guys. And please drop us a line. Let us know what you think. 
Um, if you have any questions, if you have something you want us to cover, please um, let us know what that is too. You can reach us at ascensionpresents.com slash podcast. You can leave us a comment in the show notes or you can email us directly at ascensionroundtable at ascensionpress.com. We love you guys. We're praying for you guys. Keep doing what you're doing and we will see you next time. Peace. Peace.